Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show. I am your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and we are live. If anybody is watching, then thank you very much for tuning in. It's our first attempt at doing a live stream on YouTube. We've got joining me today, Scott Williams, of course, as usual. And uh, he's definitely joining me this week when you've seen his Fantasy Premier League week. And also, uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, former manager of the month, Callum Burnett. How are we doing today, Callum? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having me. Right. Thank you, uh, thank you ever so much for, for joining us. Callum's going to be monitoring the uh, the live chat because, to be honest, I don't actually really know how uh, right now. <laughs> so let me know if anyone does put anything in. Uh, and Scott, how are we feeling? Your uh, game week from uh, from from the gods? Yeah, feeling good, Alex. It must be said. I've um, I've had quite quite a weekend of you know, celebrating and getting my Bruno Fernandes shirt printed. And yeah, it's it's all it's all come together quite nicely. Um I could I just really wish I ex- Alex Tellers will get off every single uh, set piece in this match and give yeah. one to Bruno. You are uh, you are watching the Man United game at the moment, and you'll definitely have the game uh, the Spurs game on as well. Will uh, be a little watch along for the second half of these games uh, for the period of time that we are broadcasting live. How do you feel about the Bruno captaincy, Scott? How like I know um, obviously it's it's worked out for you, but having looked at the games, how do you feel about Bruno as an asset still? It's a tough one because at the stats are there. He he plays so much better when he doesn't play with Ronaldo. I feel like he, you know, he, he gets on the ball more. And I actually feel like he feels like the main man again. So I don't feel, I, I you know, I wasn't delighted to have him in my team. Um, but it was an easy call for me when the Spurs-Arsenal game looked very much in doubt. Um, I had the money and it was very much a gamble. Um, Fixture-wise, I'll be honest, Alex, I've done my usual thing of only looking forward to one week in the future. So, if you could, what are the fixtures like? <laughs> I will. We will. I will cover the fixtures. Don't worry. It's, it's a big thing moving forward because hopefully, after the Premier League, potentially going to change their rules as to why they're going to start um, uh, actually postponing games. They're going to start I'll changing f- the rules and that and making that a bit tighter. I've just looked at the fixtures and West Ham, Burnley, Southampton, Leeds, Watford, and then a couple of tough games after that. They're not the worst fixtures in the world, are they? But Will I be getting Salah back in? Yes, I will. So <laughs> probably won't be holding him. The interesting thing about your team, I have to say, is that you've got Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. So you can't really afford to have De Bruyne, Salah and Fernandez. So one of them's going to have to give way. Um, and it's yeah. you know, probably inevitably going to be Bruno from looking at, looking at what we've uh, done so far. Um, yeah. I will, first of all, quickly recap, quickly on the last game week because we hadn't quite finished it last time we broadcast. Uh, and it was the West Ham show game week 21. Uh, Fabianski in goal, Soufal, Diop, Bowen, Lanzini and Antonio. There was six of our 11 players were West Ham players. Um, I mean, you get it with having a double game week sometimes, but, you know, sometimes everyone's like, do you, do you, should you really invest in double game week players? You should when their double game week is as good as what West Ham's was. So if you have a look at um, Sue Fallier, for example, when you're going to be playing um, the fixtures they were, which was, was Pal- it was Palace and Norwich, wasn't it, with a, was a double game week. So I played Leeds in a single game week this week. But when you've got Palace and Norwich, it is worth getting on double game week players. And obviously it's worked out really well there. Um, Rossellev with 14 points Davidson Sanchez with 15 McAllister with 15 uh, you talked about Gordon Scott as well 
So you you, you called yeah. his form, and and it, it has to be said as well that under potential new management, Duncan Ferguson taking over for now, uh, we've got and uh, who knows who's coming in afterwards. They could be a bit bit more refreshed. And Gordon, he seems to be being picked. He's played ninety minutes in his last three. He's got attacking returns in in two of his last three. Um, he's started. I don't know, he's only missed two, yeah, he started um, five of the last seven and even beyond that point. So it seems like he's an option, he features all of the time. So if you are looking for a really quite cheap fifth midfielder, you could do worse than Anthony Gordon, but I think a lot of us are going to be wanting five midfielders at the moment. Uh, Diallo for Southampton. Um, And then shout out to managers of the week last week, and I didn't even call these two guys at all when we were talking about the uh, the people David Burns to lose wasn't it I think that's what I was quoted as saying and uh, and he did lose it <laughs> so I mean it's a bit mean to put it that way but Adrian Chippendale shout out 90 points um, the Sioux Fowl Hall in the second game really proved uh, dividends for him at that point so well done to AD Chip uh, and also same amount of points as him that week uh, Jamie Varley shout out to him as well 90 points oh. each last week um jamie did take a minus eight to get his and uh, adrian didn't have to take any hits but i'm not going to start doing the you know get your manager of the week because of your hits again because that got some oh, uh, that's Tommy hughes thing yeah got, <laughs> got some got some bad bad uh, bad traction that as well you know and then it's a poor yeah. baz um <laughs> so you don't get your manager <laughs> taking a minus 24 yeah I've, uh, I've, I've still not lived that one down yet i don't think um just much like my still not putting bernardo silver in the team and uh touching uh, on game week 22 so this week oh. jack jack harrison oh scott what's happened what's going on um matt docky nearly getting on the score sheet has he come on it's come on for Emerson Royale. So people that some of the people we know, I Martin, one of our friends, um, decided to leave Cancelo on his bench and bring in Emerson Royale for half a game of football. Oh my gosh. When he was supposed to have a double game week. Oh, <laughs> oh this game is brutal sometimes. It hurts. As if At least we didn't do a comparison of at least we didn't do a comparison of Emerson Royale and Regulon at all. <laughs> Know. Well, at the moment, one's getting yeah. one point and one's getting two, aren't they? So it's. Uh, <laughs> I would. I would say. I would say Regulon is. Look, everything's gone through that side through Regulon so far in this game. Well, that's why we do the watch along, I suppose, as well. You need to get te- te- uh, do the eye test. Who got Kane's assist? Um, Harry Winks. Harry Winks. Okay. Well, don't don't buy him, everyone. Guru's <laughs> tip. First tip of the first tip of the day. Uh, speaking of Cancelo, here he is. Uh, game week team team of the week so far. Uh, Cancelo and, and De Bruyne for Man City in there. We've got Butland, uh, Webster, who scored last night, done really well. Robertson, Eight Nuri, Harrison Fernandez, Ramsey, uh, Zia Kanaida. Uh, I mean, he, and he seems to be playing uh, pretty much every week as well at the moment. Adam Eder, Adam Eder, Adam Eder, Adam Eder. If you were going for a, a bench forward, you know, 4.9 million, someone like him or Brozier as a third striking option, they could, you could do a lot worse. Just he's someone who's going to sit on your bench. He's probably going to play. But a couple of options actually in here that I wanted to, to touch on, and we'll probably get into a little bit more detail moving forward with a couple of the questions. But um, eight Nuri at Wolves. Now, Wolves' fixtures uh, aren't the best in the world. They've got Brentford, then they've got Arsenal, Spurs, Leicester and West Ham. So I wouldn't be going 
too heavy on Wolves, but they have had some really good results most recently and they've only conceded one less goal, I think, this year than Manchester City have. So they've got a really good solid defence. If you are looking, if you are building a wildcard team at this very moment in time, um, Aitnuri is almost a no-brainer fourth or fifth defender. He's He was injured and these are the only games that he's missed, the three games. Marcal played, Marcel Marcal played, got six points, obviously, in all of these games and then got dropped still back for Aitnuri. So it feels like Aitnuri, 90 minutes, 82, 90 minutes in all of these, 90 minutes when he's back. He could have had a couple more assists, never mind the one that he got for the penalty in that game. Um, he had two assists in the end. He did, and he? he could have had an even more assists than that. And he, yeah, quite simply, he looked like most it looked like most of their attacks went down that left-hand side through him. So if I was building a wildcard team right now or looking to just try release funds to maybe get Salah back, which I think a lot of people will be looking at the get Salah back, Options, even though they've just won one nil in the Afcon, so they are through to the the uh, the knockout rounds. Um, so fair play to them. Uh, yeah, I'd be looking at someone like Eight Nuri. What have you made of Wolves, guys? Um, yeah, I think they've been all right. Uh, nothing too exciting, but just yeah, didn't you bring Cody in this week, Callum? I did bring Cody in this week, but I was yeah. only planning for these next two weeks, maybe, and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got, got on that one at the right time, luckily. But yeah, certainly, like you certainly. said, the fixtures after just change. I was um I was debating Cody or Kilman in the fantasy draft and one of them hit the post for the other one to score. <laughs> it wasn't the one I went for. Um, <laughs> well well Wolves have continued to surprise me all season with how they're just keeping these clean sheets and just grinding out results. I think they've been unbelievable. I think I think, think they're a great asset. And I think Eight Nuri is one of those. If you keep him Markal out of team, because I think he would get into most teams, wouldn't it? Let's be honest, that Markal. I think when you're keeping him out of the team, you've got to be some player. And him and Kilman to me look unbelievable at the back for them. Well, when they started the season really rocky. That in terms of results, I mean, they lost for five of their first six. You know, they weren't looking good. Everyone was like, oh, bring back Nuno. They've won three games, one nil, Bruno Large out. And now look what's happened. Uh, so it's definitely gone the other way. But yeah, Wolves are, are a team that you you can you can have one of their defenders in your side. And Jose Sars looked fantastic. Let's be honest, as a goalkeeper, he's the top, top point scoring goalkeeper in FPL this year. I think he's one point ahead of Edison. When I was looking, 95 points. He's got he's nearly got 100 points already for a goalkeeper, which is fantastic. So, yeah, definitely some some people to consider. And then before we just get into into questions, uh, I will just have a look at the league table and the All in Football podcast Premier League. We have. Gavin I think it's um, so. I think it's just really quickly great to see Jack Butland on 11 points. Yeah, just for just for him, he was such. You know, he's still still young enough, and he's. He performed so well in that game for Palace, and you know he's, he's keep it. You know he's going to be keeping quiet throughout the side. So I'm glad that he's had a bit of a bounce back. Well, we were debating um, before, weren't we, uh, about should should he be somebody that should play for England? Yeah, well, he went and, to the World Cup, didn't he? In 2018. So yeah, it's just like should he be number one? It was literally the there was a debate. Like Pickford nearly didn't play in um, wherever the World Cup was in 2018. I've put it to back on my mind because we didn't win it again, and I just. Can't think about these things. Oh, Sky. Ah, uh, regular. What's he done? Uh, he's he's had a he's, he's had a good chance. He's had yeah. some. Oh, oh, he's had a shot on target. 
Yeah, well, fair play to Regulon owners. Um, Gavin Webb. Anyway, get of... back to who's doing well this week. Anyway, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Gavin Webb, uh, top of the league with sixty-three points. He's had a fantastic uh, couple of weeks. Uh, one who touched base on a couple of things that he's done actually, which I think are, are, are really noticeable. Uh, first thing being the double Liverpool defence. That's actually a question that I got um, asked about this week, uh, which was, well, d- doubling up on Liverpool defence was 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 the question. But is it time to go Trent Robertson and Salah when they come back, rather and and is Jota now dispensable? Um, which is seems a little bit crazy as a, as a question, considering how much everyone was talking about Jota being super key and, and, and so important. And he went through a phase of being 7, 7, 2 and 5. He got three in his last game. He was getting four, 8, 14, 8 in terms of returns earlier on in the season. With Firmino back fit, when they're back from AFCON, Salah and Mane, um, Jota versus Robertson. What do you think, Scott? It's a tough one because Jota with Mane and Salah is just a different prospect altogether, just like Liverpool are as a team. Um, I think if I think for me, if one of them comes back, that's maybe not enough. I would probably lean on Robertson because he does, you know, he doesn't get quite as you know, he doesn't take as many free kicks as uh, Trent. But um, that Liverpool defense is solid, and you know, he, he, he bombs forward. He's one of the main attacking outlets. But I, I think for me, I'd. I'd I wouldn't be rushing to get rid of Jota if one of the bo- one or two of the boys are coming back. Because uh, he is just a different proposition when you've got Marnie and um, Salah either side of him for me. Callum, thoughts? Yeah, it feels a bit, a bit knee-jerky, yeah, a bit soon, especially with uh, Egypt. Looking like yeah. they're going to go through to the next round. I think it's worth it's worthwhile holding on a little bit. It's not that expensive, so you're not really tying up too much money in your team either. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm interested to see um, how Gavin gets back to Salah because and, and I feel like Jota has kind of almost has to be the the four guy and if he isn't then does he go because he's got two point five in the bank does he go Robertson to an eight Nuri and then get um, uh, like mount out for Salah because Chelsea have I mean just quickly to to let you know about Chelsea in case anyone yeah. didn't didn't know about them um, we've. Uh, They've got Spurs next, and then they've got two blanks because they're at the Club World Cup. Then they play Palace away, and then they've got another blank because they're in the League Cup final before they have one of the best fixture runs out of anybody, 28 to 33. And within 28 to 33, you'd expect them to have a double game week as well. They'd have to have one of these fixtures that's been cancelled, probably put into here. Um, I'm likely to have a double game week in 36, depending again on their participation in the FA Cup. So... Um, yeah, so it's Champions League pending as well, isn't it? Yeah, Champions League pending. Um, it's... Potential for potential for a triple game week. There are there is potential for a triple game week, especially for Burnley. They've got five <laughs> games to catch up on, and they're not in any competition still. They're out the FA Cup. I'm pretty sure. Don't want to get that wrong. Um, they are. The... They lost to Huddersfield. I think that was it. They lost to Huddersfield. They're obviously not in the League Cup anymore. They're obviously not in Europe. They have every free slot possible and I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was a triple game week for them I mean yeah they're probably just being doubles but yeah they never Andy Carroll captain that week what imagine imagine the scenes with Andy Carroll captain um so yeah I'd just be interested to see how um uh, Gavin gets back to Salah I think that's uh, going to be an interesting point 
Gavin, if you're um, if you're watching this, let us know in the chat. Oh yeah, let us know if you, if you are watching. Um, I don't even know if I let him know that we're doing it. I don't even know if he does Instagram or whatever else. But let us know if you are watching, Gav. Might just drop him a text. You know we're live. Drop in. Come on, come on, lad. Step up. Um, I want to know what your plans are, Mister Whatever he is in the world at the moment, Mister Ten K in the world. Ooh. And uh, you know, that that'll do, won't it? So uh, going back to defence. Uh, moving forward in terms of fixtures with Chelsea, uh, one of the questions was, is it time to jump off Chelsea and, and Arsenal? Actually, funnily enough, it was the question came, is it time to jump, jump off Chelsea and Arsenal? But Chelsea defence in particular, um, they've only won three of the last 11. Is that I was uh, when I was watching Match of the Day? That was the yes. statistic that was thrown at me. Um, and obviously, they've not been keeping clean sheets anymore. Should we be looking to keep a lot of money at the back? We've discussed Robertson already. Um, he's been one of the highest point scoring players. He's scored more points than Trent has most recently as well, Robertson. I'll, I'll get those numbers up in a minute. But should we be looking to double up on something like someone like City with their fixture on Southampton, Brentford, and uh, Norwich? Uh, Laporte has performed incredibly well recently. I'll uh, let me get his statistics up. But what do you think, boys, looking at those fixtures? And what's your plans with your defences? I'm going to. Uh, I'm- Aiming to get rid of my Chelsea players. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm only able to get, get rid of one at the moment this week with uh, the Aston Villa situation. Mm-hmm. But I'll be, I'll be probably looking to get rid of both of them with that sort of fixture run. Yeah. And then um, using, I can always use a wild card to then reset it back when it all settles down again. This is the Laporte run. Thanks for filling, Callum. Appreciate that. When I was getting my numbers up. Um, he got two points against Watford, but then he got seven, six, six, ten, six, six, seven, and he's played 90 minutes in all of his last eight, even more. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is that nine? Nine fixtures, eight, nine fixtures. But he's played, played 90 minutes in all of those last ones there. He seems relatively nailed. I was, I was going to say, he's probably drew a ref. Okay, <laughs> yeah, about we, 10, and they usually uh, drop him for one. Well, you know, it is with Pep, don't you? But he was the go to player for Pep in the 18-19 season. He was the guy that that played all of the matches and he was the the centre-back. I mean, it was Diaz last season. He tends to stick with one centre-back and then rotate the other one. It's kind of a little bit odd. Uh, but that's just what he, he weirdly seems to do, does Pep. Laporte at 5.6 million seems like an option that is some somebody that is yeah actually potentially someone that we, you could you could go for and especially when you look at Diaz at 6.3 so he's obviously um, 0.7 million more expensive. And he got wrestling at Chelsea. I mean, he, he must have had uh, some sort of injury there. Oh, Kane should have given that to Mora, shouldn't he, when he scored? Um, selfish man. So, uh, yeah, Chelsea got, he didn't play there and he played 19 the three before. I suppose he started all of the ones previous to that. But anyway, I think Laporte, in terms of money and in terms of uh, actual value and minutes and points return, seems to be doing really well. Um, are we what are we staying big at the back? The midfield options are still relatively affordable. We don't want to put that much money into strikers, or do you want to get involved with Harry Kane now you've seen him score? Um, is it? Do you still think that you're going to be keeping when you're getting rid of those Chelsea players, Callum, for an example here? Do you think you're going to be going with another player that's more, more expensive or releasing money because you've still got Salah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, try to stick with him. I was just wasn't oh. excited enough for anyone else. Oh, I did mention Fernandez, and then I've been annoyed at myself not being bold enough. But I do, I do think you've been wrong though with Bruno. Yeah, I it think would it would have been for a game week or two. 
Yeah, I think Scott Scott's obviously like this week. I mean, Bruno, I think I'm pretty sure his uh, XG was 0.3 and he only had two touches in the opposition's penalty area. Mm-hmm. So he he absolutely wasn't like the the right option <laughs> to go for at that point. Um, but yeah, it's it's ended up being something that's 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 paid off really well uh, in in the end anyway. So yeah, I think for anybody that was uh, the the person that was asking that question, if you wanted to double up on City defenders moving forward, you can do. And I don't think it'd be a terrible move to uh, to do that. But yeah, um, I, I I think moving forward, we might start wanting to see people putting more money into the midfield options. So let's move on to Man City and Man City midfielders, shall we? Go on. Just going to say it's 2-1. James Madison scored. Oh, was he? Yeah, 1-2 oh. with Harvey Barnes. That's lovely. It was a very nice goal. But lucky with a deflection. It, it went in off Sanchez. But yes, 2-1 now. Everyone jump on Madison. <laughs> well, a lot of people oh, did. Yeah. Have. yeah. Um, did you have him for this game week then, Cal? No. I was gonna, but then yeah. who did I get from the end of gone? Uh, Lucas. Yeah, yeah. So in in essence, the hype. it was well. Yeah, Lucas Moore had a double game week. Then now doesn't Madison had a double game week? Then didn't. So everyone was planning on who they were going to bring in and who they weren't. But anyway, listen, it's uh, you go with the information that's in front of you. Uh, while we're on it, Man City midfielders. Um, we in the last. Let's do, let's do this by form. Let's do this by form. So I wanted to get on to here. There it is. Kevin De Bruyne is back. Talk to me, Scott. He looks, back. he looks back. So I was saying previously, he didn't seem to get involved very, very sort of high up the pitch. But I must say, when I watched on Saturday against Chelsea, he was getting involved a lot more. We've said it before, he's Pep's main man in that middle. Um, he doesn't get rotated very often when he's fit. He, you know, he, usually plays at least 65, 70 minutes of a game. Um, he looks like he's getting back to Kevin De Bruyne things. And his finish was just, for a, in a tight game like that, that's the kind of goal you need. And he, it was just brilliant, his finish. Um, so I would, I, I've, I've seen that he's the second most transferred in player behind Coutinho this week, um, I believe. Yeah. So I I, I think he's, he's getting there. Yeah. I wouldn't, Maybe not panic too much getting him in, um, but he's certainly one to consider if you've you know you still got your funds freed up from um, Salah. And I've just seen City's run. My God, yeah, bring him in. Yeah, <laughs> City's City's run of fixtures is and and yeah. Whilst whilst we are on that, I'll just obviously put this back on. But Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, but um, Spurs, who you know aren't exactly solid at the back, Everton. Uh, Man United, Palace, Brighton, Burnley, until they play Liverpool at home in game week 32. They've got a really good run. The only thing that goes against them is they haven't got any fixtures to be rescheduled. They're one of the only teams that are actually up to date in terms of fixtures. So likelihood of double game weeks is basically zero. So um, they'll be playing the fixtures that are put in front of them. But if we have a look at Optostats and we have a look on the Fantasy Football Hub, amazing tools, these... Um, he's featured uh, in, he's played 515 minutes, he's played all six of the last games. His expected goal involvement was 3.8 and his actual goal involvement was five. So he's performing above his stats at the moment. Uh, Mares, um when he comes back, these two don't rotate with each other, which is important. Like Mar- they play different positions. 
So if Mares does come back, he was actually showing some really good form before he went to AFCON and Algeria seemed to have bombed out the tournament. I think uh, they're playing tomorrow and they have to win. Uh, and then I think they need the result to go their way. Other the results go their way? Maybe, maybe not, but they have to win um, their game tomorrow with one point bottom of their group. The other player to consider, which is uh, the other player that uh, I, was, I think Gavin Webb had in his team on his wild card, I'm pretty sure, from what I say, was Raheem Sterling. That was it. That's what I wanted to double check, which is the other thing I wanted to, if, uh, if Gav was in the chat, to ask him about anyway as well. Um, but he's gone with Sterling as his option at 10.7. He's uh, played four games, so 360 minutes. But in terms of his XGI, he's right up there. He's basically performing pretty much on his statistics. He is um, he, he creating big chances. He's played some key passes. I think this is one of the other, the biggest ones, though, isn't it? Key passes, De Bruyne, 20. Then 12 for Mahrez, 9 for Bernardo, 7 for Foden. Um, it's, yeah... And even even when you're looking at people who are having the most shots, De Bruyne has had the most shots in these games. I know a lot of them came against Leeds, but he's still far far and away the best, I think, personally, in terms of options. Would you consider doubling up on City's midfield? Or is that too much pep roulette scariness for you? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I'd potentially a De Bruyne slash Sterling and then uh, maybe a Foden and Mahrez of his back. Um, one of those, I don't. I think it's too much of a gamble to go De Bruyne and Sterling because you're just locking up too much money. Yeah. Um, but with that fixture run coming up, I would certainly, as a De Bruyne owner, I'd be looking at getting in maybe a Foden, um, just because that that run is so tasty, and you know they're going to be creating chances. So, not for me, if you go for them, it's not too much of a gamble. No. When we were looking at the way that City set up as well. Um, a lot of, well, they, they weren't being very creative down the left-hand side. Grealish just doesn't seem to have, like like every time with Pep players, aren't they? First season they're there, they just don't seem to quite click. They seem to take like a year almost to get involved in, in the system and, and, and the way that they play. So my only hesitation is if Foden plays on the left rather than through the middle, because he seems to get most of his returns when he plays through the middle in that false nine role. But him and Jesus might rotate. But yeah, I think uh, to answer the question of City midfielders, is KDB back? Yes. If I could have a City midfielder right now, I'd have Kevin De Bruyne. Um, it's proved dividends for you in particular, Scott, with what five or six green hours in the world. You've gone from a, a nearly a million to 400k. You know, you've had a really, really good run recently. And one of the players that you got on early was Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. So... Shows it. I mean, Champions League coming back. There's going to be a rotation. You have to be. You have to just take it on the chin. If he doesn't start a game, don't moan about it. You picked a City player. Like it's with the Foden situation. I mean, it's, it was annoying that he didn't play because he went out and got drunk. But he still with with Pet Roulette. It is what it is. Which is also why I don't want to triple up on them. So I've got Cancelo and Foden at the moment. I'm probably not going to get De Bruyne in as well. Anyway. Got plenty of money in the bank. Callum, your thoughts on City? I know much uh, you love uh, Pep Roulette. Yeah, it really winds me up. <laughs> that's, why I'm getting rid of, that's why I'm getting rid of him this week. Uh, if I wasn't moving uh, to get rid of my Chelsea players, I probably would be putting uh, De Bruyne in for Salah, even even after holding Salah for so long and missing out on making more money out of him. That's probably where I'd be going, how he's playing. 
yeah. it's stats. It just it seems the obvious choice. Yeah, I um, I agree. And Scott, you're um, just to con- con- just to finally to finish off the uh, the who's smashing this game week point. Uh, Scott Williams currently on eighty one points. Uh, this is live live feed eighty one points um, with his captain still in play, Bruno Fernandez, who is playing deep again. Um, but uh, <laughs> Bruno's in play. Uh, you currently don't have Salah in your team, Scott. No. Are you going to then give Bruno the uh, the one more game because uh, they've got West Ham next? Are you going to give him the West Ham game and and then drop him for Burnley, Southampton, Leeds, and Watford, or are you going to give him the West Ham and Burnley game and then let miss out on Salah against Leicester, or are you just going to drop Bruno next week? Or what are you going to do? I'll be getting Salah in as soon as I can, regardless. I don't care who they're playing. Um, it's too good. It's Salah. And I feel like he's going to come back and be like, remember me? Um, you know, been away a few weeks. I'm back, baby. Bruno just looks like a different beast when he plays with Ronaldo. Um, I, one of the things you've said before, Alex, is I like, watch, I like my big players to be exciting players. As much as Bruno got two goals the other day, it wasn't too many sweats. and he get the ball very often and start, like, you know, getting involved too much. Um, it's not. It's not like the Bruno he was last year or the season before when he came in January. He's he's nowhere near getting on the ball enough. So I will be dropping him as soon as Salah becomes available again. Yeah. He will be the one going. Yeah, I uh, absolutely don't blame you whatsoever. And I want to do a just show you very briefly a little bit of a Bruno Fernandez comparison whilst I watch Anthony Alanga score for Man United. Get it. Oh, any Bruno assists? I didn't see. I didn't see the assist actually. But I'll. Uh, uh, well, all right. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll have a look at it. I'm on a bit of a lag for the United game. So, um... Fred. Yeah, go on, Frederick. Honestly, some of the some of the weird points that you were saying this week, Alan, weren't you? Like, where's Hoiberg come from? Like yeah. some of the some of the points, like from Kovacic, Jorginho, Fred, mm. McTominay this year. <laughs> like, we've never had a season like it where there's been so many. That's a fantastic pass by Fred, by the way. So good, I've just seen it, and What's it's a great ball? finish. Great finish by Langer. Oh, he's he's really four point eight mil Langer, and he started two in a row. And I feel like Rangnick really likes him. And again, if you were gonna put a, you know a fifth midfielder in there you'd have to take the rotation on the chin as you as you would do with a player like that so you can't have too many of these players in your squad at once but if you wanted to have someone like a langer in he's going to be a hell of a differential i mean i don't think anybody owns him in the top 10k let's have a look shall we on live fpl how many people in the top 10k right now own anthony alanga not point two percent zero wow zero people that's a differential there's an ultimate differential if you wanted to. <laughs> what I really love is Fred. Look at him. 0.2. They'll be buzzing off that assist. Oh, they, they really will be. How many people is that, Callum Quickman? 0.2 in 10,000 people. <laughs> uh, it, it's, yeah, that's it's very, very good, is that? Uh, right, Optus, that's Sonny. I wanted to just quickly do a Bruno comparison uh, and show you this season to last season um, on, on, all, on all statistics. Let's just go with attacking simple. And let's just do the, uh, the graphic. Tell the story. Um, this is this is when he was uh, Ronaldo came in in what game week f- um, four or five or whatever it was, uh, and yeah, I mean his, his points per start they're they're half. Um, his expected his, his xG 
is 0.5 last season. It's 0.15 this season. Like, Bruno and Ronaldo don't play well together. It's a fact. Bruno got dropped from the Portuguese squad because they, like literally they couldn't do any do 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 good at all. So yeah. Anyway, what uh, were his I, uh, stats at the start of the season? Bruno's yeah, 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 five. Yeah. Um, In comparison, smashed it first game against Leeds, didn't he? <laughs> do you know what I mean? There it is. In terms of his XG, uh, 0.36 compared to 0.5, so it wasn't quite as good. But comparison-wise, his points were 6.6 compared to 6.7 the season before. Like, if... I mean, this sounds really quite, you know, we don't want this. If Ronaldo gets an injury... <laughs> but to be fair, the way Randy's playing is a bit more of a 4-3-3. Ronaldo's got wrestled in the box there, by the way. It's a bit more of a 4-3-3. So I still don't think he's... He's, he's an option to have a look at, but we, we've 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 touched on that. Uh, we've had a, a quick yes or no on this one. Um, Callum, you've already got Salah, so straight back in when he comes back from Afcon. But you've still got him. You're going to keep him now. You're not going to take him out and put him back in. You're not going to waste two transfers now, are you? Um, if you're going to do it, you'd have done it before. Scott, you're bringing him straight back in for the Leicester game, and so am I. So uh, the question: Afcon Salah straight back? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes is the answer to that question. Question came in about Coutinho, and is it time to get on Villa? Um, interestingly, this this week, um, I don't know if it's been announced yet, if this happened or not. But the uh, the great Ben Crellin on on Twitter, if you don't fo- if you follow someone on Twitter about fixtures, this guy is just he's one of the biggest boffins in terms of figuring out fixtures. I, I don't understand how he does it sometimes. He even takes into account like when teams have to play because of TV rights and stuff. Like, it's wow. just... Like, and, and that's something that I, I was watching FPL Wire earlier, which is... Um, through, oh, go on, Scott. Sorry, Harvey Bart. Sorry, James Madison did brilliant and then he should have squared it and he shot and he got tackled. Oh, um, but yeah, he's he just, just great. I was watching the FPL Wire, um, which has got um, three uh, fantastic FPL players. Then all the, uh, the three Indian lads, actually, and they are... They, they really know their stuff. And yeah, they, they were talking about it earlier as well and they had this graphic up. It's looking highly likely that Villa are going to have a double game week in game week 23, um, which is this game week that you know is coming up now. And it's looking like they're going to play Everton, which they are because that fixture's already nailed in, but they're probably going to have to play the Burnley at home or Leeds away because Burnley have got a lot of fixtures to, to pile, to, to get stuck into. Um, obviously five missing in terms of postponements uh, it looks like because Villa are out the FA Cup um, and obviously so are Burnley and so are Leeds it, 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 there's going to be a double game week in here for either Leeds who'll have Newcastle and Villa um, and also Villa then will have Everton and Everton Leeds but but Burnley almost kind of have to have one because they're that far behind and if they do have one it'll be Villa so there's still a chance Rafinha could have a double game week this week but I think it's highly likely it's going to be Everton and, and Burnley against Villa and Villa will have a double game week and Leeds won't, I think. So looking at Villa options, should we do that? Let's look at Villa. So let's just go, let's quickly go on, let's quickly go on statistics and let's have a look at just the players that you've got for Aston Villa. Um, Coutinho, talk to me. What did, what did you make of him for his 17 minutes that he came on and robbed a point off Man United? Everyone, <laughs> um, not biased at all. <laughs> Every, everyone, see, everyone seemed to want to pick him out. All the players seemed to know his, 
the main man and love struck by him. So I think he's going to get a lot of the ball when he comes on. Um, he was involved in that 17 minutes in like about four chances, just in and around the box. Yeah. Um, he's, we don't really, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I know he's been very injured prone over the last couple of years. I know he did quite well at Bayern. Um, funnily, like knocking Barcelona out of the Champions League when he saw a Barcelona player. That was quite funny. Yeah. Um, he's not really had the run of the game abroad, but I still think he's got it, if I'm honest. Um, it just depends on the rotation with the injuries. And there's a lot of players that... I feel like that position for Villa is quite a keen position. I feel like there's a lot of kind of players around there. Yeah. What do you think, Ramsey, Buendia, all the same type of player? Like, how are they going to all sort of fit, fit in? Um, like, Buendia... Um, played 90 minutes Coutinho played 22 and Ramsey played 90 so they were all still on the pitch Coutinho came on for Ings no Ings played 14 uh, 14 minutes and had 14 minutes off I can't remember who he came on for um, we'll find out we'll find that out for you yeah um, but uh, go on Bruno's in Bruno's know, in Bruno's in he scored squared it he squared it to uh, Greenwood has he yeah he squared it to Greenwood so it's an assist but Greenwood might be offside here oh no um, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at that. He was just powering through, powering through. Um, Greenwood's been being picked as well, you know, by Rangnick. And Rangnick's settled on this Greenwood, Alanga and Fernandez. the last... It was, yeah, it was games. Jacob Ramsey who came on for me. How did Ramsey come up? Ramsey's got, Ramsey played, said he played 90 minutes. Um, that's weird. He's going to be offside. He's going to be offside. He's going to be offside. Oh, I think he's on. Yeah, I thought it looked, it looked off to me when I was watching it live. You're you're slightly ahead of me here, but what a little touch off by Ronaldo that is! Hold your run, hold your run, Mason, hold your Please run. Please be on. Please be on. Oh, that is so close. Mm, it's going to be lines, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be lines. Right, we'll let the lines happen. Um, yeah, so well done. Let's let's hope that comes in for, for my side. But Ollie Watkins for Villa, uh, owned by twenty. Let's go to Villa. Uh, owned by twenty seven point five percent of. Um, uh, uh, top 10k managers, but when we're looking at the midfield here for Aston Villa, goal, top by the 10K... way. goal is it nice? Get in. Um, we we're tuning a lot last time though, and we bottled it, so <laughs> here we go again. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see anyway, not being biased at all. Uh, I did really enjoy that Bruno put two past Emi Martinez and Martinez messed up. I really wanted Bruno to go up to him and do the little shimmy celebration that Martinez did when Bruno skied that penalty over the bar, but never mind. You know, too much class, eh, Bruno? He's, he's, he, which he doesn't have because he dives all the time. Uh, Midfielder-wise, we, we've got some real differentials here compared to the, the elite managers. Um, and we've got, I mean, Coutinho's owned by 0.64. I know he's been heavily transferred in, but he's not going to have been heavily transferred in by everyone in the top 10K. Uh, Buendia, McGinn, Ramsey, obviously is a good good point. But if he, if they're on for a double game week, um, are you, either of you two Watkins owners? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Watkins owner. Um, I like the I like the, the Watkins. Um, I like having him. Uh, when you look at the the statistics, yeah, four shots in that that game against Man United. If we just, I'm going to do this and just extend it out a little bit um, to take in the last how many game weeks. And make sure that's in here. Yeah. So Watkins uh, with his has got um, XGI. Oh, it's only one point eight. Scott Spurs have equalised it with a last kick of the game. Have they? Who scored? Steven Bergwijn. 
Stephen um, Bergwine. Yeah, Matt Docker is. <laughs> what? That rolls back the years. God. Remember when Doherty was in everyone's fantasy team when he was at Wolves? Like literally everyone's fantasy team like two years ago. He or two or three years ago, he was like the pick. And then he went to um to Spurs and everyone thought oh, he's gonna play all the time and he didn't. Harry Maguire's coming on. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're really like taking that for granted, aren't we? Jacob Ramsey has also been up there, 1.7 XG. Buendia, I think, looked really quite good at 6.2 million. Um, but if you, the thing is, you're not you're not going to go for Buendia when you could have Ramsey at 4.6 or Coutinho at seven, and are you when Buendia's 6.2? It's just no no one's going to do that. Um, Ings as well, he's tending to be the guy that's getting subbed off. They're obviously resting him in case he breaks. Um, what do uh, what do we think about Villa? Who who are we excited by? Um, I was going to move straight on to Coutinho. Even without the double game week, their run, the fixtures just look... Oh, they've won it! Sorry, Spurs have just <laughs> won the game. As long as it's not Kane, I'm not bothered. Steven Bergwijn! Is it? <laughs> Get him <laughs> away! <laughs> they scored in the 95th minute, now they've just scored in the 96th. There's five minutes <laughs> added on time. Oh, my days. Steven Bergwijn. <laughs> More assist. I didn't see. It. I was just about to put the Man United game on, thinking it was game over. God, who's, who's, who's coming through here? We need, we need. I need, I need to find this out. This is hey. live, people. Hey, Tom Hughes's world. Tom we Hughes's just world. live in it. It's it's now time for Scott to tell us about uh, Tom Hughes's captaincy pick this week. Scott, over to you. You're, tell us, tell us the story. That be ha- uh, oh, what happened? Um, he had Kane, and he was supposed to change it. Forgot to change it. And Kane's gotten a goal and an assist in this game. Who was his captain supposed to be? Wasn't it Emmanuel Dennis? Emmanuel Dennis, who got two <laughs> points, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's, it's White Rabbit's world and <laughs> we just live in it. So um, fair, fair play to that extra seven points plus bonus probably that he's going to get this week uh, instead of that. But yeah, Aston Villa's fixture run anyway. We've lingered on this one quite a long time. Uh, anyone who was listening's definitely left now. Uh, we, <laughs> we are, after this uh, potential double game week, they've got Leeds again, um, if they do play Leeds, but it'll probably be Everton and Burnley. Leeds, Newcastle, Watford at home, Brighton away, Southampton at home, West Ham away, Arsenal at home, and then Wolves, Spurs, and Liverpool. So they've got a really good run for the next uh, one, two, three, four, five, five games, even after this potential double game week. So the next seven games, potentially. So um, striker, Watkins, obviously, is the option. I think Coutinho is a good one. Who are you taking up for Coutinho, Callum? Foden, because I've had enough of Pep Roulette. (laughs) Foden, because you're done with him. Uh, uh, Defence, defenders. should we discuss defenders for, for Aston Villa? Is Luca Dina somebody that we can forgive? And forget I was about going his... to have a gamble on oh. him this week in my oh. exodus of Chelsea players. Talk to me, Dina. Yeah, I think he's going to be out of the ones I've got. He's given the most attack in there, so I'm just I'm not expecting a lot of defensive returns from any of the defenders, to be honest. Yeah. So if I'm going to get rid of a Chelsea player. I want some attacking return defenders. If That's we, what made me pump for him. If, 
if we look at um, Cristiano Ronaldo there, apparently, if we if we look at the um, statistics for, again for the one game that we've got with Dini being there, uh, you've six crosses, Cash is five. Uh, Cash had more successful crosses, but fine, whatever. Um, he was still putting the balls into the box. Uh, total passes in total um, final third passes up there with Mike Cash, successful ones again as well, right up there with him. I think you could genuinely go for either one of these guys. I would just. Um, I would just be careful. They don't. The only clean sheet they've kept in the last eight games were against Norwich. Yeah, it seemed to be leaky, so it feels like you need to get that attack and return because there was not going to be a clean sheet coming though. Absolutely, we look at his touch map up here. Um, it, it's it absolutely you're doing it for attacking returns. <laughs> without a doubt, you, you're not you're not getting a, a Villa player in hoping they're going to keep clean sheets. This is what Gerard did though at Rangers, didn't he? His first seasons, he was there. Savernier, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Tavernier. Uh, he was their captain when he right back and took uh, penalties. Yeah, <laughs> which is one of the weirdest things. But hey, still, he did really well. Um, but yeah, the, the the wing backs got forward. They hadn't kept any clean sheets. And the next season after, they only considered like I can't remember what it was like one goal in the first eight games or something stupid. It was still so good defensively. Um, so Gerard's got the potential to be able to sort them out. Uh, at the back, but yeah, it's never his first first priority. Um, it seems to always be something that they're they're, they're working on um, moving forward instead. Uh, so yeah, Villa Villa wise probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't be like racing to get their defenders. But what I would say is that if you were looking at moving money from potentially like someone like Alonso to anybody else, then then uh, Dina is is, uh, is is a good option to go for. If we have a look at defenders themselves, and I wanted to quickly just do this for game week for 16 we have 16 shall we 15 or 16 um having a look at uh total passes in the final third for um defenders i mean trent and cancelo are just miles ahead of anyone else in terms of touches uh in the final third uh, kukurea someone to watch out for robertson up there as well and alonso obviously as well um, but Kukurea, impressive. He's up there. Sufal as well in terms of uh, picking up the ball and having touches in um, attacking areas. Crosses. Uh, Alonso, second for crosses. Trent, just miles ahead. You can tell how they play. Robertson up there with Sufal again. Sufal being a, an, an option. Uh, set pieces. Person who's taking corners. Trent and Robertson, 30 to 14. Alonso on there as well. But Cresswell, I think. I mean, I got Cresswell in for West Ham because he's come back from injury and I wanted something, someone a little bit different to Sue Fowl. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, they're, they're, they're all options. Kukurea uh, is interesting. Sue Fowl's interesting. Uh, Cresswell, but there's the no um, no like, no like feature here other than Matty Cash with key passes. Potentially, you could get him in for, uh, for Aston Villa. But, yeah, those are the uh, that's where we're up to with defenders. Scott? January transfer window, we're in the middle of it. There's a few potential moves still to happen. Uh, potentially Jesse Lingard going to Newcastle is an interesting one as well. Uh, you've got Chris Wood who's gone to Newcastle. Trippier has gone to Newcastle. I mean, anyone else going to Newcastle? Probably quite a few people, aren't they? Still potentially, they've got that centre-back that they're trying to get. One um, Carlos, is it? Yeah, for Sevilla, who's just yep. their defence has been ridiculous um, this season in particular. So that'd be a really good sign of centre back. But any any January transfers that have stood out to you who are potential options other than Coutinho, who we've just talked about, um, and any January transfers that have come in that might have affected other players as well? Anybody that you think stand out for us to, to look out for? 
Yeah, it's uh, not really so far other than the Coutinho one, like you're saying, and we've kind of said who's going to be giving away your Buendia, your Ramses, maybe. I think it, think it might be the Buendia. I feel like Ramsey gets a nod a lot there. Um, I think if um, Jesse Lingard goes, it'll be a very interesting one. How much is he? Seven on the game? Yeah, less than that. I'll just quickly... Is it less than from. that? Yeah, he's six, he's six points. He's six point something, though. Um, da 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 Jalen, 6.7. Okay, so I think that's a very interesting one if he goes, because now, you, now you've got a Newcastle side, which has got Callum Wilson, St. Maxim. Um, you've got, obviously, Chris Wood as that aerial presence. So you've got a team that's actually looking pretty good attacking-wise. Um, obviously, you don't, that's where you want your returns. Obviously, you're not bothered about your defence on that one. So I think that one will be very interesting um, to look at. And we know from our Eddie Howe likes to play. He likes to win games by scoring more goals. He doesn't like to keep, you know, keep clean sheets. He likes to win a 4-3. So I think that'll be that'll be one to keep an eye on. And if he because if he did what he did at West Ham last end of that last season, he's gonna be such an asset to jump on early if he can as well. Newcastle's fixtures are interesting as well, aren't they? Like when you look at Leeds, Everton, Villa, West Ham, Brentford, Brighton, and they're at a point where they quite genuinely need to do something. Like they, they have they have to get results. They've obviously massively improved their 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 squad and their players. Um anyone fancy a punt on them or any of any I'd, of the Newcastle? I'd, I'd go I'd go for a Lingard at Newcastle over a Coutinho right now. Because Lingard's playing. Every single minute of that game, pretty much, he's gonna he's gonna start regardless. Whereas Coutinho is, I think, still a bit up in the air. So if it was for me right now, I would go for a Lingard. If uh, Callum, your thoughts? It's uh, just the Newcastle factor. I'd probably be waiting to see. Uh, no, that's that's burnt me quite a lot this season. There's a lot of waiting and seeing, but I think it's just you can't really justify a big move to. Newcastle, I don't, know, I don't know who I'd get rid of. Basically. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that that's it's an interesting point that though that you make because I think you can probably have both of them and be okay. Like it's it depends who else you want to have in your team. Um, if, if especially if, for example, let's just throw it out there, you went Trent Robertson and Cancelo at the back, then you went for a a Salah, Bowen, Rafinha, Coutinho, and. Lingard midfield, you know, you can you can go with then Dennis Watkins and I don't know whoever else you want to go for up front who's bang average. Calvin Lewin, be good. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to see King didn't get a mention there. Listen, don't, don't have this about King. It's it, it, we were this week should have been King's free hit <laughs> at having two games and then Nigeria and Dennis, and it's just all not gone right there, has it? Let's be honest. Everyone else was allowed to go, and then Dennis wasn't. Paper, <laughs> okay, tricky. Uh, absolute nonsense. I was one of the reasons I picked King in the first place was because I thought I knew Dennis had missed two or three weeks. Um, oh, Scott, I can hear your commentary. I'm on a lag here. That's uh, that's <laughs> something's just something just happened. But but Brentford are attacking. Oh, it's cleared. Um, it, in terms of fixtures with people um, with pe- people having um, uh, games outstanding, Newcastle have got two fixtures to rearrange. Uh, so of Aston Villa, if you're looking to build a a wildcard team moving forward, there Leicester have got four games to rearrange. Just so you know, Norwich, Everton, Burnley, and then I think it's like West Ham or something like that. Uh, Arsenal have got four games to rearrange. 
I wouldn't go on a white. I wouldn't put, pick them right now uh, because they've got too many blanks. And Burnley have got five games to rearrange. A lot of other teams have got twos and ones, but uh, Brentford, West Ham, and Man City will have none to rearrange. So, just so you know, there's going to be some double game weeks coming up for Leicester because they're out of. Europe as well, aren't they? Because that other team missed that last-minute penalty, which would have got them through in uh, in the Europa League. So Leicester are out of Europe, aren't they? And in the, um, are they not in the not in the Conference League? Oh, they got into the Conference Ooh. League. Three is it? Uh, I'm, on, I'm on too much of a lag here. It's ki- killing me. Right, hold on. Let me let me watch it. Let me watch it. Oh, Bruno, did he get involved? Rashford hit it. Hit it. Scott's world. We're just living it. Another assist for Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> But guess who's gone off the pitch now? Ronaldo. I went off five minutes ago. It's fine. Okay. We've been cruising for five minutes. Yeah. It's uh and look, Ranit's talking to Ronaldo. He's grabbed it by the arm. He's been, talk- it's been few he went over fuming when he went off. Weird one. Oh well. Show some professionalism, Cristiano. Um Rashi. Love you, Rashi. Sir Marcus. So anyway, looking at these fixtures moving forward, yeah. Any any January transfers caught your eye, Callum? Anybody else to, to mention? Because or, or anything that you've seen that potentially might happen that you wanted to, to, to mention that you might be interested in bringing in? Um not really, I think. Yeah, it's just the the continue one. The, yeah. the one perk of the, the January ones is you get a bit of delay on the, the market price changing at least, but there's yeah. been nothing that's just yeah, I've got been to be not- about, and I don't know what else looks like it's coming in that I wouldn't want to wait and see about. Yeah, fine, I get that. Well, there's um uh, an international break, isn't there? After these, if the, after these ones, I always want to make sure I get it right. Oh, there's not the international break. There is the uh, F- March. I don't think. No, it's the FA Cup. That's what it is in terms of weekend. Uh, after this, after this game week. It's um twenty first. Saying that is it? It's the twenty first. So there's is there internationals in there? Yeah, international break. Yeah, yeah, there is an international break after game oh, twenty three. Another one. Yeah, um, I thought, <laughs> but uh, and the not another one. Uh, then potentially still Villa will come back after that double game week. Uh, have that double game. With them. The, something to to note by the way. If the double game week doesn't get announced before the deadline, it can't become a double game week after it's been locked in. So after the deadline, you can't then Villa can't just have another fixture and it be a double game. They can take it away from you, but they can't give it to you. Um, so what can happen is that uh, that actually could end up going into um, game week twenty four, and their double game week could end up going into into that week. But there's no potential of a triple game week because um, game week twenty four is a midweek game week, and then game week twenty five is the weekend after that. So they couldn't have a triple. Uh, but they uh, they could they could have a double though uh, in in either one of those game weeks and I think they will personally so uh, Coutinho too we're going in there good time to quickly have a look at the fixtures moving forward uh, and then we will uh, also have a uh, have a look at captains for the for the weekend coming up before we wrap up here today uh, on the uh, on our first live one which hasn't gone too bad actually I, I, I thought my uh, thought my lag might be a, a real problem after last week's ridiculous me having to fill in for every every time podcast now you got your dial at working this week haven't you so you thought well it's literally george is right next to me just peddling she's knackered now <laughs> uh isn't it that <laughs> so we've got 
<laughs> we've got fixtures moving forward. Uh, Villa are top of there. Then you're looking at City. So looking at this, yeah, I think Coutinho is a great option uh, in terms of a gamble at price at seven million. Uh, I think he's going to feature and do really well. And then Ollie Watkins again seems to be the main man for Villa. Um, just just playing all the time, even though obvi- for obvious reasons, Ing seems to play through the middle uh, when he is starting. City, would I double up at the back? Yeah, potentially so. Would I double up in midfield? Probably not, because rotation will kick you square where you don't want it to. So I think De Bruyne is my number one shout. Then I, I'm, I'm going to stick with, with Foden, though, personally. Newcastle, wait and see who they buy. Uh, Leeds, quick mention. Uh, Rafinha, they've got Newcastle at home, Villa, Everton, Man United, Spurs and Leicester, who all can't keep clean sheets. If you haven't got Rafinha, um, then getting on him, nothing wrong with that. If you've got him, keep him because uh, they've got a lot of players coming back. Their performance, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that game, that West Ham game. I Maybe even have a look. I know it's jumping on a massive bandwagon, but that third finish by Mr. Harrison, that just said how much confidence has he got after that. Maybe even have a look. 5. 5.5, 1.2% owned in his last two games. He's got nine points and 20 points. So if you want to take a take a gamble on him, take a punt on him, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that considering the last two fixtures. He's, he's, he's done really well. They could have a double game week this week against Newcastle uh, and then Villa and then play Villa again. Uh, home and away, back to back. At 5.5, fine. I just... You're just always going for Rafinha over Harrison and you're never wasting a midfield slot on two Leeds players, are you? I mean, if you really wanted to try and do something different and you had a transfer you could use, then yeah, fair enough. But um seemed a bit freak to me, uh, personally. What's happening to that Rafinha transfer? Fell through. Yeah, it's um, it's not going to happen in, in January, I don't think. Um, and for, this might be his uh, last window that he doesn't leave Leeds. But anyway, we'll see. Um, he's so good. You know, when you watch him play, he's he's just properly quality, isn't he, Rafinha? No, he's not quite at Declan Rice level, but he's getting there. He's played unreal, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's really stepped... He's he's gone from being 80 million to 100 million, hasn't he? Because he's English. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's young. I mean, he's... It's City. the full. It's the full package. Is he is like he plays like a um, Jerry plays like a Paul Pogba when he's yeah. in form. But Declan Rice is it every week. A Paul Pogba for France. Yeah, Paul Pogba yeah. for France. You're right, Paul Pogba for France. Uh, unfortunately, can't wait for him to leave. Actually, now Pogba, we can just move on from him. He just gets talked about so often. Uh, big clear out United this summer, even though it's bad for business, it's good for the club and the culture. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you, 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 you're right. Declan Rice looks incredible and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if City are in for him this year because obviously they need a holding midfielder as well for the squad. And they were talking about Calvin Phillips, but we'll see. Man United options. I think Bruno's the only one that's not getting rotated. He's got the captain's armband. Um, but I don't really like the position that he's playing majority of the time, but he has then got two assists again today. He's got two goals and two assists. In a double game week, what more could you want from your captain, Scott? Like, I'm so the... happy. I've got 97 <laughs> points in a minute. Oh, my God. That's like double what I've got. <laughs> I'm just, so happy. Just what a week. What a week. I think it's going to be the first time I'm going to hit over 100. I'm so happy. It's uh, Well, obviously, he's going to get three bonuses. He's on for three bonus in a minute. Yeah. yeah, so he's getting another six points to go in there. And, um, yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't really drop him for next week now, can you? Yeah, we'll see. 
I'll, I'll love it. Absolutely love it. Nice one. It's uh, about time you had a couple of good weeks in a row and I'm happy to see you coming up the league. I mean, overall rank in, will be great, but also your game week rank will be fantastic, won't it, this week? Yeah, be right up there. Um, plus, could do with David De Gea conceding. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't lie. Um, it is quite good because a lot of people, few people have got David De Gea. I'm buzzing off that because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted us to lose or to lose to win like three one. I think that's yeah. a re- that's really good. Just go clicking onto live FPL for all. Has anyone got? Figures. Has anyone got Ivan Tony still? No. Uh, 52.3%. The uh, I think FPL Focal had the hair as captain this week as well, who's like top 10 in the world. He's one of the YouTube contributors. (laughs) He's got the hair as captain. Uh, That's not gone uh, too well for him. Uh, In terms of Brentford, yeah, Ivan's only 3.2%. Yeah, top 10k. Some people, some people have still got him. Uh, So yeah, uh, the rest of the fixtures to look on on the ticker. Uh, Watford, everyone would would talk Watford to death. West Ham, everyone knows what's going on with West Ham players and and assets. It's it's Bowen is is your main one for obvious reasons. Soufal, I think, also looks really good at back and good value. But Cresswell's a nice gamble, takes set pieces. Uh, And then we can go on to fixtures for this weekend coming up. So it's a Friday deadline. It's six thirty. It starts off with the massive game. Massive game, Watford versus Norwich live on Sky Friday night football. It's it's a must win for Norwich. It's a must not lose for Watford if if must win because it's at home against bottom of the league. What we're looking at in terms of players in this one potential hey, Norwich, options. Norwich are third bottom now. Of course, in that, well, they're in that. They're out the relegation zone. Burnley are bottom, aren't they? And um, is Newcastle below them? Yeah. So Norwich win that. They're out the bottom three. Okay. Wow. Okay, oh. fair enough. Um, so, yeah, big game for both of these teams in terms of avoiding relegation. Then Everton-Villa, so Duncan Ferguson versus Stephen Gerrard. Um, again, great options. They're early kickoffs, less chance of COVID cancellations, which always makes a, a big difference. Um, Brentford-Wolves, Leeds-Newcastle. I mean, there's some big... Leeds-Newcastle's a big game as well. Um, Newcastle needs to get a result out of that one, but Leeds look better. Man United-West Ham, massive game for the top four. Uh, Southampton-Man City. I think we're going to see a lot of Cancelo captainers again, you know, this week. Because you could go for Josh, uh, Josh King and Dennis, but everyone was like, oh, I'm going to do my Watford gamble this week. And it's just kicked everyone down while they're down. So um, I think a lot of people then are going to bottle it and go away from them, even though they might actually have the best fixture on paper and look at City. But then City is the rotation. You're probably looking at De Bruyne this week, Scott. De Bruyne or Cancelo. Yeah, it's one of them. Probably De Bruyne. Probably De Bruyne. I mean, if I had De Bruyne, he's my captain this week looking at these fixtures. Um, Arsenal Burnley could be called off. You never know, do you? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that fixture with a barge pole, if I'm honest. Uh Palace Liverpool. Um, yeah, again, someone like Trent. I think Trent might get some armbands as well this week. Uh, so might Jota. And then Leicester Brighton. Um which is the team that concedes loads of goals against the team that can't score many. And then Chelsea Spurs uh, to, to wrap up. So yeah, for me, it's the City, it's De Bruyne. If you've got De Bruyne, you could look at Cancelo. I think he's a, a fantastic option uh, in this, this game week. You could look at Trent or Jota or even something like that in that, in that game. Um, and yeah, King or Dennis. Callum, your thoughts? Yeah, I'll probably go uh, stick, stick with Dennis. Trust, trusted him. You you love Dennis, don't you? I actually do, yeah. <laughs> I got him so cheap as well. 
<laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's biggest price rise in the game in this year, 1.1 million. It's gone up from 5 yeah. million to, to, to 6.1. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, I just don't know. I, I've got quite a, a difficult captaincy decision this week because I, I don't know if I can trust Foden to start or not. And if he comes off the bench, like, I mean, I had this, didn't I, with Saka. He was my captain. Uh, Foden was my captain. Saka was my vice. Saka scored twice and then Foden came on for five minutes and got one point, uh, which kicked me kicked me for 13 points. So that wasn't wasn't the best week I've ever had. I think there's one team there we can look up for a captaincy choice as well if they play anything like they did at the weekend. Leeds United. Yeah. A yeah. Rafinha. Oh, well, I say a captaincy choice. Leeds United are, if you're going to be really maverick, you're Jack Harrison. Because that game against Newcastle, playing like they did, you know, in front of that Ellen Road crowd, I think that could be worth a gamble. If you've not got any of them, you know, probably if you've not got a Kevin De Bruyne, really, or a Cancelo, for me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting about who you could end up going for. There is there is quite a lot of options this week, and I I, uh, I do like that. And we've had Martin Wheel in the chat um, saying uh, Rafinha captain. There you go. I like I like that, Martin. Uh, if you if you're bold enough to do it this week, have you? I don't know if Martin even got him in on his wild card. I can't I can't remember if he had him or not. I think he did actually because of the double game weeks. But you you tell us, Martin. Uh, yeah, in terms of captaincy options, um, Man United can't keep a clean sheet for anything. So even if you wanted to go Bowen, you probably still could do. Uh, yeah, uh, the the number one option. I think the the the, the pre- premium Premier game to go for in that is City playing Southampton. And then yeah, you could uh, you could go for a lot of other options, but it's nice again. We're talking about different captains. We're talking about different options for captaincy, and it's not just Salah every week. And there's opportunities for uh, for people to uh, to to do better. Um, it could also uh, change if Aston Villa do get that double game week. That could change your game for probably more it's than likely. A really good point. That um, I still don't think I'd go Coutinho. Um, I think I'd go Watkins. If I was going to go for a captain, he just seems to be the guy that plays the most minutes and also is is the attacking force. He takes the most shots and he gets involved the most. And, and Ings isn't playing 90 minutes that often at the moment. So if he comes off, then Watkins is through the middle. Um, oh, Martin, well, he did. He did, he, he did put Rafinha in. Back your boys. I like that. Well, back your boys and captain them this weekend then, especially if they've got a double game week. If they've got Newcastle and Villa this week, you better be captain in mind. I'm going to be checking that one out and, and, and watching that one. Um, I'll be feeling all right as well, Martin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm recovery from uh, getting his ACL uh, fixed. Uh, so that's uh, quite serious surgery. So rest up, Martin. Um, make sure you don't do any work. Make sure uh, Laura's making all your cups of tea and coffee and uh, and your and your dinner. Uh, and if you are watching Laura, don't be too nice to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, we'll call it there today, boys. I'm going to uh, stop the recording for uh, podcast. Uh, podcast listeners uh, and, um, and and also for if I save the uh, save the video at this point uh, we'll stay on live to watch Man United finish off on this one but uh, for all you podcast listeners bye for now <laughs>